You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 209 for February 3rd, 2013. I had to think of what day it was. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And this is the Take Him With You podcast. I just want to start singing heavy metal sounds to that. Mm, because you're you. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> you're everybody. I guess I'm everybody right now. You are but... all everybody. You are all everybody. Okay. Do you know what that's from? Yes, I do. It's What's from, it from? From the TV show Lost. Ah, yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. Charlie. Yep. Who's also in Lord of the Rings, and of other various things yeah. that we watch from time yeah. to time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm taking a, a little break here to do our podcast because I've been getting ready for a big birthday bash all day, mm. making cupcakes and cookies and. Speaking of that, you know, guess what? What? My friend Marco's birthday is on Monday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, if he was in the neighborhood, he could stop by, but... We'd throw him a party. Yeah, tonight... Marco, happy birthday. Tonight, we're You're celebrating awesome. our daughter's 17th birthday. She turned 17 this week. Yeah. yeah. We have our son and our daughter right in a row there. Yes, I don't know how come we did that, but um, it just happened that way. They're... Like we have any control? Over... Well, I guess we do. There's, they were... Or did. Six years and a week apart. Yeah. Six years and well, everybody knows I still week. loved you after that many years. <laughs> I guess that's a little bit, yeah, too much information there. Darling. TMI. So yeah, we've been really busy this week. Yeah, really busy. It's been crazy. Um, yeah. Got some new stuff though to talk about. Okay, what yeah. are you talking about? Well, let's talk about uh, a couple of things here. We'll be right. Back. Oh, by the way, today we're going to play a message that I did out at uh, Raymond First Baptist. Mm -hmm. And it's called, uh, what did I call it? Use it or lose it. So stick around. But uh, first we're going to talk about some cool stuff and some new technology that I just acquired. (laughs) I'll be back after this. Wayne Henderson here, and I am excited to have three of the top Fringe Division agents with us today. So, since we're here, we might as well take advantage of the situation and just talk about... About how the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast is proud to be podcasting about this fifth and final season of the TV show Fringe. Oh, I'm sorry if at this moment when the universe is collapsing, I forgot the magic word. For magic word, you meant FringeCastingPodcast.com, right? Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm not. I don't really know what to say. It's all right, Olivia. You go ahead and fight the Baldies with Etta, 
out on the fringe and I'll remind our friends to check out the fringe casting podcast at fringecastingpodcast.com. Now I'm off to get my co-host Dan out of some Amber. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day and egg sticks. So Wayne and Dan had their last fringe casting podcast because the series ended. It ended, yeah. I I don't think that we ever totally found out how come there weren't any women um bald aliens. Well, they're not really aliens. They were future people observers. I thought we completely did because they're all born in a laboratory. And I guess. They manipulated the genes and all that jazz. Yeah, but I don't know why they couldn't have done some some female observers. Because they didn't care about that kind of thing. I guess not. I guess... Fringe, by the way, is what yeah. we're talking about. The the show that uh, was on Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was on Fox. Anyway, was Fringe on Fox? I think so. Jeez. But, um... We, I don't we remember. found out that observers were sexist. They only cloned male observers. You're gonna need to talk louder, or nobody's ever gonna hear you. I they, can't keep turning. They only wow, They only cloned male observers. All right. Yeah. So listen to Wayne and Dan's Fringe Casting podcast because, well, it rocks. And it, this conversation <coughs> will make more sense then if yeah. you've watched Fringe. If you but, haven't watched Fringe, it won't make <coughs> sense. I wanted to say thank you to Wayne and Dan um, for doing the podcast because you guys did a great job with it, and I'm going to miss it, and I'm going to miss the, the show Fringe too. But uh, thanks, guys, for all your hard work because I know it was a lot of effort, and mm-hmm. we appreciate every bit of it. So yeah. thanks, man, both of you, men. Mm-hmm. So there. Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah, technology. Yes, you're big into technology. Oh, I love technology. Mm-hmm. You know what that's from? Napoleon Dynamite. Hey, how did you know that? I know a lot of things. Well, I'm impressed that you knew that because... <laughs> A movie that I said after watching it. Okay, Boy, that this? was a waste of an hour and a half of this? my life. How about this? Five dollars if you can tell me who sang it. I don't do that kind of thing. Five dollars if you can tell me who sang I'm not going to give you song. five dollars if... Um, no, if you get it, you get Kip. five bucks from me. Kip. Dang it. <laughs> You're pretty good, I guess. <laughs> okay. So do I really get $5? No, but I'm going to rename you LaFonda. <laughs> no. That's your new name, LaFonda. Oh, you're fine. I renamed the cats this week. Yeah. They were in a little bit of trouble. They were making some trouble for me, so I renamed them all mm-hmm. for one 24-hour period. Yeah. It was quite fun. Well, today we thought we were going to lose one of our cats. She took a swipe at our dog, and then our More dog... More than a swipe. She attacked the then dog. Then our dog attacked back. And yeah, usually she doesn't Jade, usually do that. Usually Jade just doesn't do that, just kind of backs away, but today... She got fed up. She got fed up and went back at the cat. Well, Hoshi does eat Jade's food. Yes. But then Jade eats Hoshi's food. But Hoshi always gets first. 
you could explain the pecking order at our house. Yeah, Hoshi is the alpha cat, alpha everything. No. Yes. I am in charge of the cat. Uh-huh. I am superior to the, the mama cat. Maybe. If you ask me to do something and my kitty's on my lap giving me loves and kisses and purring a lot, mm-hmm. do I say, just a minute, I gotta wait for the kitty to get up. Yeah, I won't talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we've, we'll feed Jade this do- dog that's, what, 40 pounds or something, and mm-hmm. this little nine, or, no, what was she? She's she weighed nine point two 9.2 pound cat. We'll march over to the food dish, push the dog out of the way, and eat. Mm-hmm. And then when she's good and ready, she'll leave, and then the dog can eat. Yeah, but we think that our kitty has a, a thyroid problem. Well, she just is craving an meat. O- an overactive thyroid. She's, she's nuts. Like she'll come ravenous. like grab stuff off our plate if we don't watch it. Yeah, she's kind of ravenous. So, and so we're weighing her, making sure she doesn't get too thin, or we'll have to take her to the vet for medicine. Thyroid medicine for a cat. Yeah, she's kind of getting. Well, too I can thin. understand if it was stripey, but not this one. She's my kitty. <sighs> Gosh. Mm. Do you have a favorite pet? What's your pet's name? We'd like to. You know what? We'd love to see pictures of your pets. I would. Yeah. You always see pictures of mine. Why don't you send me a picture of your pet, or pets? Mm-hmm. So you wanted to talk Rick, about you, you wanted to talk Rick, about technology and somehow we got off on pets. Oh, I love technology. Well, they've been advertising this new thing for our television. Uh, we have Dish Network, mm-hmm. and I know we have a, a really good, cool listener, by the way, that works for Directv. So I'm so sorry that we're bringing this up, but gonna anyway. Uh, they are advertising this thing called the Hopper, and since mm-hmm. I have friends in Australia, uh-huh. and the Hop Hopper, Hopper is named after a, a kangaroo, kangaroo. Well, I decided to call and see how much it would cost for me to get the Hopper. Now, here's the idea of a Hopper. Mm-hmm. The Hopper is is a hard drive in a containing unit mm-hmm. <coughs> with a tuner for the satellite, and it can. It records, you know, like a DVR, digital video recorder. Mm-hmm. It records whatever you tell it to on the on the uh, satellite. And then you can play it back later. But the hopper is a new kind of cool thing. Whereas now you used to have to have a receiver in every room that you wanted to get your TV in. Mm-hmm. Now you get the hopper with the tuner. And then you get a little thing called the Joey. The mm-hmm. baby kangaroo. And it's a little tiny box. That uh, goes wherever you want it to go in whatever room you want and it to go it, in. It looks kind of like a network um, a router. Router. Yeah. yeah. It's just about that same well, size. Well, here's the deal. Then every room then shares the same hard drive mm-hmm. on the hopper. And it can record up to six programs at the same time in HD. Plus it records all the primetime shows. Yeah, well it has a like feature on, on it where you, it just automatically records everything in primetime. Mm-hmm. So if you forget the, to set the timer, the, you like can go watch it. like five major networks. Four right, five, and then yeah. it erases it after eight days. So mm-hmm. kind of like basically a little mini on-demand kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, I, anyway, I found out that it really didn't cost much more to get it. I mean, I had to pay a little well, bit for the unit. Well, plus our um, 
our DVR that we had in our living room was, yeah, it like every night would freeze up and yeah. you'd have to go and unplug the power strip. So we get this in. thing. And the guy sets it up and puts it in the different places we want it, uh-huh. and it's pretty cool. You can you can push pause on on the one in the front room, walk into the bedroom and push unpause, and it plays it right there on your TV there. Or you can all I, every room can watch a different. Program. I have to say I haven't figured much out yet. I it, can turn it on. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I can. Turn they did it on. a really good job on trying to figure out all the different things you'd want on it. So, you know, I don't know. For a geek, it's kind of like paradise. Well, and I feel bad for my friends in Canada. I was talking to my friend Jeff, and he said they don't have that cool of technology up in Canada. They, I mean, well, they're not, they have it, but they don't. You have to pay a lot for it. Really? Yeah, and now they're basically mm-hmm. giving this stuff away so you'll sign up for them Yeah. for two years. Yeah. Like and, a cell phone. And you kind of did a lot of that without talking to me ahead of time. Like it makes any difference if I talk I, to you about television. I probably would have just said, It why doesn't make any difference. The only thing my wife wants less. about TV, let me just tell you this, she would love to get the Hallmark Channel. But if we get the Hallmark Channel, it's another like 20 bucks a month. And so we Is that worth have, it for the Hallmark Channel? We don't have Which we get for free during Christmas anyway? We get it one month a year. And then she usually. uses up all my DVR space, taping these outrageously horrible movies I with the same exact cheesy, plot. I love cheesy movies. Okay, you tell me. With happy endings. Who am I going to include when I talk about TV? I like cheesy movies Not with you. happy endings. Just saying. Yeah. So we're rambling on again. Oh. So, so, um,. I don't know how people work it, but uh, I figure that's cool technology to have. So it was much more than what we already had. So well, it, it's the same cost per month, right? Well, they just uh, had a, a bit more. what? You just didn't tell a little me that. bit more. Not uh, much. Gosh, it's okay. <sighs> Boy, <laughs> I I'm trying to get out of debt and reduce our bills, and you just made a bigger bill. Not really. Mm. No. It wasn't that much we'll, more. We'll talk later. No, seriously, it wasn't that much more. Hmm. Like less than $5? Around the same there. Hmm. Around the same, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, I'm going to get in trouble right here. Yes. Yeah, you know, what's hard is... Bricks. Bricks te- are hard. Technology for you is hard to resist. Well, it's not that hard to resist. If you don't have a lot of money, you can't buy a lot of technology. This one they gave you for really cheap. Yeah. So, you know. And it's two, like when you get your phone upgrade. And a two-year con- two contract. Well, yeah. So. I mean, you, you can buy an iPhone for, what, 180 $200? And they're $600 phones. So yeah, which, if you sign up for two which years. I don't know if we talked about this, but what? but Catherine what? a couple of weeks ago had a tragedy where she crushed her she iPhone crushed 5. She crushed her iPhone 5 that she had bought with her own money with her upgrade. Yeah. And to replace it would be $600. No, it She didn't have insurance. I could have fixed it for $300. $300 to That's fix it. That's a lot of money. It. Yeah. When you don't And she she's a college student right now and she hasn't had a lot of hours as a barista so so anyway she doesn't have the money to do that and her brother upgraded his droid a while ago but still had a really nice droid and it was worth a lot of money and he gave it to her for her birthday yeah the bionic man oh the bionic phone 
He gave I should call that, her phone Steve. He gave that to her for her birthday, so she was really thrilled to have a smartphone again. Yeah, so now she has a bionic. Did you show her her case came? I didn't. Yeah, she'll be excited so we'll, about that. We'll tell her that as soon as we are off the podcast. Yeah, all right, well. So this week <coughs> on our podcast, we had the privilege we talked well, about. Well, you switched gears real fast. Mm-hmm, about <coughs> our... <laughs> that you spoke in a Baptist church down in Raymond, Washington. And you spoke there last week. Mm-hmm. And so we had some people that said, we want to hear your preaching. So we're going to play that here in a minute. And it's just kind of a little bit what we've talked about. Oh. We need to remember to say, I believe this is the four-year anniversary yeah. of starting our podcast. Yeah, today. Today's the four-year anniversary of taking with and, you podcast. And so th- it's actually pretty appropriate what you talked about because you talked about in the message how God can use just normal, everyday people to do extraordinary things. Yeah. And, you know, not that I think we're doing anything ultra extraordinary, but we we have a couple of um, letters we got from some of our listeners and you, you got to read a couple of them. I didn't get to read all of them. I was You didn't have time to read all. Um, Time goes really fast at the Baptist church. Yeah. I get to start talking and it's time to end. Yeah. So, um, (coughs) so you had, um, you had a little, about a 25, 30 minute talk. 30 minutes. So, so we'll play that and then we'll get back talking here at the end and I um, hope you enjoy it. But kind of It doesn't recaps. really matter if I had anything else to say because she decided just to go on in the podcast. Yeah. So I guess here we go. You can talk about it at the end. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Here you go. It always warms my heart that somebody actually asks me back to speak. (laughs) My wife and I were laughing because we are so, we go to a a little church in uh, Aberdeen called Connection Church, and it's a a small kind of outreach church that uh, looks like a coffee house inside. And uh, I do the music there, and uh, when I'm there, I do the music. And uh, enjoy doing that, but our offering uh, during offering time is very non-traditional. We just have a box in the back of the room, so every time we come here, I always forget to have an offering ready because I don't expect there be, to be a plate that goes past. And, but for years, that's how we we went to a church that that's how it did it. So it was, we were laughing. I know. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Well, why don't we pray? And then I've got uh, I'm doing something a little bit different today, so I think you'll enjoy it. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all that you do in our hearts and our lives. We are so blessed beyond what we even imagine. There are things that you do for us that we don't even realize. And we are so grateful that you take care of us, that you love us, that you're madly in love with us. And you care about our lives, even the minute details, which amazes me. So today, Lord, would you grab a hold of our hearts and help us to see a little more clearly into who you are and what you want for our lives. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Many years ago, I remember my friend Mike giving me a call on the phone. Mike and I were best friends in high school. Uh, we, he was the captain of the football team, and I was the drum major of the band. I know I don't look like the drum major now, but at that time, I was lean, clean, a fighting machine. Okay, maybe not, but I was close there. But I'll never forget this phone call. It was after I was out of high school. I, I think I had married Amy by this time, which uh, was a good deal for me. I don't know about you, dear, but uh, I don't know what you got yourself into. But 20, almost 27 years later, I guess it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely got the better end of the deal, so that's good. He called me up and he said to me, we were talking about music and we had played in some bands together and we had done some different things. And he was challenging me to learn more about music and to learn more about my piano playing because this is what he said now. This is really interesting. He said, Rick, when you are given a talent... If you don't develop it, you're going to miss out on all the things that you're supposed to do later on. And he goes, you have a gift. Do something with it. But he had figured out something really, really interesting. And what I want to show you in scripture today is a challenge that God gives us with our lives that each and every one of us should pay attention to. Now, we're obviously not the same. Look around. There's all sorts of shapes, sizes, you name it. We're all different. And that's the wonderful part about God's kingdom. Every one of us is different. However, there is one thing we all have in common, and that is we've been given the breath of life. Now, I don't know why, and I don't have to know why. All we have to know is that God gave us that breath. We're alive right now, right here. So we all have that in common. And guess what? We're sharing the same air. People ask me, how are you doing today? I said, I'm, I'm still sucking air, so I guess I'm doing okay. Then they look at me like, eh, you're weird. But that's normal. <laughs> and it's really interesting that in church circles, for some reason, I don't know why this is. Maybe, well, maybe. But I'm not sure why this is. Why is it that we think that there's only certain people in the church that are really being used by God, that everybody else just kind of attends. Did you know, and this is really cool, every one of us is used by God, whether we realize it or not. Every one of us. And did you know that I'm no better than you and you're no better than me? We're just all better than we used to be. In other words, there aren't classes of Christians. There's not the lowly Christian here, the almighty Christian here. Just because you have a title after your name doesn't make you any more important when it comes to God. God says he's no respecter of persons. In other words, he loves us all the same. Now, that may be hard for some of us because we say, well, yeah, you don't know what I've done in my life. I know God probably loves Dean way more than he loves me because Dean's an awesome organ player. <laughs> But the, the reality is, sometimes we do think things like that, don't we? We think, well, that person went to Bible school, so they are far superior to me. When in reality, God looks at us 
the same. I think one of the biggest lies that Satan has told or sold to the church today is that you don't have anything to offer. I'm here to tell you today, you do. And even if it's been years and years and years since you think you've been used by God, I can show you that you have been used by him all along. And that now is the time that you could look around and say, I wonder what else I'm supposed to be doing. My Bible says that each of us has been given a life. What we do with it is up to us. No one, including God, will live our lives for us. We're the only ones that can live our life. It's the one thing we all have in common. Now, here, in Matthew chapter 25, I didn't put it on the screen uh, because I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. And it's more of a story. So this morning I'm going to tell lots of stories. I hope that's okay with you. I'm going to tell a story from the Bible, talk a little bit about it. And then I'm going to tell you stories about how God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Matthew 25, verse 14 uh, if you can call it, they, they have it all messed up when they do the verses in the Message Bible because you can't really tell where one verse starts and ends. But anyway, here we go. Jesus is saying this. He says, It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000. To another, $2,000. And to a third, $1,000. Depending on their abilities. It's a key right there. Just think about that for a moment. Then he left. And right off, the first servant went to work and he doubled his master's investment. The second did the same. But the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. His master commended him. Good work. You did your job very well. From now on, be my partner. Wow, pretty cool. The servant with 2000 showed how he had also doubled his master's investment. His master commended him, good work. You did your job very well. From now on, be my partner. Wow, that's some serious corporate advancement going on here. The servant given 1,000 said, Master, uh, I'm putting the, the emotion part in. Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. I imagine the dirt's falling off the sack right now. I put that part in. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do then the very least gives me goosebumps. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb 
throw him into utter darkness. <laughs> Ever say, whoa. Okay, well, you don't have to say, whoa, but... <coughs> that is a, a point, poignant, is that the word, poignant story. If it doesn't punch you in the gut, I don't know what does. Interesting. You, you, I could preach on this all day because it's so relevant to our lives. You notice that one man thought himself not special. One man, only one out of the three, thought he wasn't very special. He was inadequate. He was less than perfect. And he dared not even try. And then, imagine what he was like afterwards. Bet you he lived in regret. Now, think for a moment. How many of us have done the exact same thing with what God has given us? Let me lift up every, my foot. <laughs> We've done it. Over and over and over. It's really easy. It's just, it's the human condition. It's called sin. It's called, it's called not doing things right. It's called being selfish. But I think it's very important that we remain grateful people. See, I believe that gratefulness brings grace and blessing into our lives. It also helps us with our attitude towards life, especially faith. Do you know that the more grateful people in life have more faith than those who are ungrateful. Do you remember when you were younger and there were the haves and the have-nots? Sometimes adults do this too, but a lot of times when we were kids, there would be kids at school that came from the families that had lots of money. And you know, at Christmas time, they would get all the cool toys. We would get a couple, I mean, I got a couple of cool toys, but nothing like some of these guys, you know. And I remember sometimes being really envious. Anybody ever be envious of your neighbor? I'm, oh my gosh, look at that. They got, they got all the cool, they got the evil Knievel stunt cycle set. Ah, I wanted that. And I'll never forget that when I spent so much time focusing on what they got and I didn't have, the things that I did have were cheapened. Now, we do that a lot in life. We'll look at what everybody else has and then devalue what we have, thinking it's not as good. When, in fact, what we have, we've been given. And did you notice in the story that we read, the master gave the money to the people according to their abilities. Now, all of us would love it if we were, you know, if we were, you know, all supposed to be super Christians, and God's going to give us the most and the biggest and the best. And, but that's not reality. The fact is that we all have different abilities. And God entrusts us with certain things. What we do with it is important. But envy, self-pity, and jealousy will often negate the gifts that God has put in our lives. In fact, a lot of times we have more gifts than we think. But we don't realize it because we're so uptight about the people that do have something that we think is more important, but it's not. In fact, the more we focus on what we don't have, the less we appreciate what we do have. There's something about having people that believe in us that helps us, though, in, the, in these areas. 
I think one of the reasons that people risk and go out on a limb is because they have good support networks. Have you ever noticed that? And, and maybe, maybe I'm the only one that after 47 years on the earth that has figured out that there are cycles in life. And there's sometimes when I have a group of people around me that are my cheerleaders and it's like, go Rick, go, go. And then there's other times I'm like, is there anybody, does anybody even care? Except for my wife, she's always there. But you know what I mean? Sometimes we're just in spots where it's really good for us. And we know, okay, I'm going to risk it now because I've got a good support network. If I fail, they'll be there to catch me. And then other times when you go, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> That's just how life is. And I'll never forget, I had to make a decision. I had to decide if I was willing to risk my career. My wife and I had been pastoring for many, many years together. And uh, we were in a situation where our uh, senior leader had made some mistakes and we had to uh, step in and help. That's a nice way of putting it. But I think you all get what I'm trying to say. And when you're talented and gifted and you have a lot going on in your life, people tend to want to use that for themselves. Have you ever noticed that? People really, I mean, people take advantage if you let them. And I'll never forget making a decision. We sat out in our car. We were going to go into a meeting, and we had to decide if we were going to stay in ministry or we were going to get out of it. And you got to understand, we've been in it for, what, many, many, many years. Well, at that place, 10 years. And I'll never forget praying with my wife before I went into the meeting, and she looked at me and she said, you, you need to be in a place where they believe in you and what you have to offer. And I said, yeah, but you, know, you realize what that means? Everything's going to change. And guess what? When you, make a, uh, when you make a decision to risk it all, it does change. Let's just call it, that's what it does. And, <laughs> and none of us like change, but change is necessary for growth. And I'll never forget going in, and I've listened. This time I listened with different ears. And I listened to everybody talk about the gifts that they liked that I had. But then the underlying tone was, well, we want you for this, but we don't really want this. But what, were they, what, were they, what they were saying about we don't really want this was the thing that my heart cried out the most for. And I realized, ah, I'm in the wrong place. And I'll never forget saying, well, we've decided to go ahead and, and uh, resign and step out of it. And they all kind of went, what? And uh, it was scary. I have to tell you, that was the scariest thing in the whole wide world. What am I going to do for money? How am I going to support my family? My career is going to be over. What, what am I going to do? And I remember walking out of that place thinking, I have really screwed everything up really bad. But then, what I found was sometimes God makes us uncomfortable to get us out of the situations we're in because he knows we won't go forward until we're uncomfortable where we're at. Have you ever been there? Don't get too comfortable, folks. I don't think God wants us to be super comfortable. I mean, think about it. How often do you think Jesus was comfortable? His disciples, I bet, were challenged every single day. See, sometimes... 
we have to change our circumstances to get back to where we're being effective for Christ. What does that mean? Sometimes we have to change our friends. Sometimes it means we have to change our habits. I don't know about that one. Sometimes it means we need to change our hobbies. Or maybe the places that we frequent. It's different for every single person, but I I guarantee you, if you really thought about it, you'd know what needs to be changed. So let me ask you a question. Is it fear that's holding you back? What is it that's holding you back? Most of the time it's fear. I remember this quote being, being, I think it was in a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And they said, there was a quote that said, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Think about that for a while. We just do a whole sermon on that. Just think and think and think. What would I do if I wasn't afraid? Lots of things. Most of us fear failure so much that we never try to do what we know we're supposed to. But guess what? I've got great news for you. You don't have to be a preacher to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nope. Your life and relationship speak louder than any pastor does. Did you know that? Did you know that most of us in this room have a circle of influence with the people around us that will change their life? And and they have been changed by the way you live and care about them. That speaks volumes. And the cool part about it is that it's never too late to explore what you could do in your own life. It's never too late. All you have to do is take a look around. Now, what I knew when I first... You heard my story a couple times uh, now, or a couple times ago. You heard my story about how I came to the Lord at a rock concert of all places. And, and the way that it all worked out is I, was, I felt led to be an evangelist, and so I was going to go out and help reach out to people. And I did that when, I first, when that first happened. And I spent a lot of my younger years doing that. But then it's interesting... I got involved in church real heavy. And then, even though I was making a difference in the lives of teenagers and other people, um, I didn't do as much outreach anymore. And then by the time we resigned, most of our friends were all people that were believers. We didn't really know anybody that wasn't. We'd become in-focused. And that's not bad. Bless me, clubs aren't so bad. But that's not what I'm called to do. And so I was challenged to take it outside the four walls and try to reach people that would never otherwise step into church. And so I decided to go for it. And I shared just a little bit last week. I'm going to share now a few stories as we close on what happens when you step out on a limb. It gets scary, it gets shaky, and sometimes you can fall. But it's worth every moment of it, especially if you know it's from God. So we started doing a thing called a podcast. And a podcast is basically recording our voices and putting them over the internet that go all over the world. So people can click it anytime and listen to it. Or they can put it on their listening device and they can listen to it anytime. And privately. Nobody has to know they're listening to it. And so we called it Take Him With You because we thought it would become kind of cool play on words. Grab it. Take it with you. And all of a sudden we went from a couple of people listening every week to 200 to 300, to 3,000. 
from our living room. Well, that's pretty cool. But we had no idea the type of people that were listening. Because I believe people do want to know about God. But they're afraid of getting into the system of religion. And so they won't go to church. And so they don't hear unless someone tells them. So we started doing that and doing it in a very unconventional way. In fact, it was, it was very uncomfortable when we first started, wasn't it? I thought it was. Because it, it, you can't use terms like I do in church because they didn't understand them. And so we started doing these different things and we started talking about our faith and we made a rule. We said we will never, we will never get, we'll never, um, what do you call it, put down other religions we won't even do programs on that. We'll just simply talk about what we believe. So we started to share about our faith. Here's one person. I asked them if I could share this. So she actually wrote me a couple of paragraphs. Here you go. <clears throat> She's from England, by the way. And she says, I started taking my children to church mainly because I wanted them to know good people and to experience growing up in a close relationship with others. My husband and I don't have close extended family. And I guess I was trying to compensate a church leader at the time told me that God was using my children to draw me closer to him. At the time, I thought he was crazy. But now, I understand that's exactly what he was doing. My husband also, around this time, introduced me to the Take Him With You podcast. What I had previously thought was some people that rambled on, <laughs> I began to really enjoy. <laughs> the podcast helped me to understand the Christian faith and how to live it in everyday life. It drew me closer to God and I became a Christian. As I started to speak to God, I told them about how tired my husband and I were juggling the jobs that we had raising our children. I also felt it was the wrong career. Not long after that, I was made redundant, which by the way means let go in England. <laughs> it took me six months to find another job, which in hindsight allowed us time to recover in strength. Now, I work for the YMCA, a Christian organization, offering housing to vulnerable young people and work perfect hours that fit in with the school and allow me to be with my daughters when they need me. I'm also studying towards a degree in childhood and youth studies and have a dream that in the future, when my own children are grown, I'll be able to help struggling families. I would never have had the belief in myself to even start without God's love. All right. It's just Amy and I in our front room, rambling on. But it touched a life. What if we hadn't done that? The fact is that God used ordinary people to do something really cool. <laughs> I've got a couple more. I'm just going to read the, the last one real quick. Because it's really, what a trip. This is a guy named Wayne, by the way, who's also in Europe. And he says, through my life, I've always been an agnostic and I've never really explored the teachings of the Bible. The Taking With You podcast was a real blessing to find, as at one point, or at no point, does Rick or Amy mindlessly preach. They explore the stories and the teachings of the Bible in an entertaining and matter-of-fact way. They don't try to put their own spin on the Bible's story simply to address their own personal views. And I think that's why I've taken a lot from the podcast whether I personally believe in the same God that the Bible portrays, um, uh, that the Bible portrays, the stories that have been explored convey some wonderful morals and life lessons I personally try to put into practice every day. And since I started listening to Taking With You, I've been opened up to sharing Rick and Amy's God. 
I've said some prayers, and I'm waiting for a response, which is a far cry from where I was two years ago. I am open to all possibilities. Pray for him. Well, I said, Wayne, it'll be really interesting to see how God reveals himself to you. I have story after story after story after story. People that would never go to church, but will listen to someone when they enter into a relationship or a friendship with them. You and I are ordinary people, but we can do extraordinary things when we let God work through us. How many of us would commit today to using the talents and the gifts and the things that God has invested in us to do something for Him? Anybody? Let's pray. Lord, you are amazing. Please help us to open our eyes and see how we've been blessed. The family you've given us, the people that you've surrounded us with, the faith that you've even dropped into our heart. Help us see that clearly. And God, help us not to discount or devalue what you have given us. We may not be an eloquent preacher. We may not have all sorts of money. But we do have a life, Lord, and you have given it to us. Help us to live it for you. Give us grace as we go through life because sometimes it's tough. And help us to make a difference in the lives of people, even if we don't think we can. There's somebody listening. There's somebody watching. And Lord, you've given us the opportunity to be hands and feet for you. Help us love people the way you do. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, everybody. Well, there you go. A little message that I did at Raymond First Baptist Church. Have I ever told you that I like hearing you preach? All right. You're so sick of me preaching. It's not even funny. I really enjoy it. I like hearing you preach. And you really weren't preaching as much as just kind of sharing our journey um, well, at what, why we started the podcast and what led us to that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that there's a lot of people out there that could do some really good things if they mm-hmm. decided to. Yeah. And, you know, and I think one of the things you pointed out in the message was that sometimes we think we're not doing anything, but, you know, by just being friendly to our neighbors, helping out family, um, maybe, you know, helping in a school or in our community somehow, we're being a light and we're, you know, being, we might be impacting people and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of the people that are my friends from all around the world have a lot of, I mean, they're different parts of different people's lives can really inspire us and bless us. And it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's a neat thing. So I hope everybody enjoyed the message. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is pretty fun. Well, My wife's just sitting there. She's I, not talking. Well, actually, I, I had a verse that I remember learning a long time ago. Um, a I verse? Think, a verse. I think it was a in Bible James. Verse, a Bible mean? verse. All right. And it was in James, and it said, Let your light so shine, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. All right. And I thought that went really well with your talk because um, sometimes we can be shy or not 
want to get involved. And yeah, we can make a difference. And I think that was one of the things our podcast before this podcast, um, when we played a excerpt from the National Prayer Breakfast, he kind of said the same thing, how, how um, people can make a difference when they um, are courageous and, and try to um, live to make a difference. You okay there? I'm not sure. <laughs> you go ahead. Did You said you had something else you wanted to share before we did this. Nah, after you hear the message, it's not worth it. So Why? No, it just isn't. No, just everybody pray for that I get some business because, yeah. Yes, that would be good. We, yeah. we thought you had a really big contract coming up and it kind of fell I did through. have a really big contract. Well, you up. thought that you had it I and then they awarded two, it. Two people were narrowed down to it. And yeah, then, then they, they, said they awarded they were work it to with someone me and then else. Stopped talking to me for three days. And then said they gave it to someone else. So yeah. that was disappointing for you. That was kind of a hard thing this week. But. It was. Um, you it wasn't did. Fun. You did a lot of demos for them, and you thought that you were going to do it, and we're really looking forward to it. But I kept on praying for just God's will to be done, and that if it wasn't going to be a good thing for you, that kind of the doors would be closed. And, yeah. And I guess that's what happened. So <laughs> you just never know, and and. We just have to believe that if God closed that door, that there's going to be another door open that will be even better for you. Yeah. Somehow, some way. I'm not sure what that is yet. Somehow, some way. <laughs> our life is an adventure. We don't know Here's what you're going to be wrote. doing from week to week. Here's one of the songs I did for a demo. Men here in protests and fungus. Plant an animal. Men here in protests and fungus. Plant an animal. Men here in protests and fungus. Do you think you would learn your science if you had those kind of songs? Five kingdoms. The only problem was it was too funky for him. Yeah, I think it was. It was a little bit more. Well, she didn't tell you what age group that it was for. And so you looked at the content and you thought, oh, wow, this is probably like late grade teenagers. school, junior high or yeah. something. Yeah. And then and then after you did all these kind of complex demos, she said, oh, it was kindergarten through third grade. Yeah. Well, so, then, but it's not. It's I don't know how to it. It was more of a memory verse thing is what they wanted. Two, four, six, and eight. 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. We skip counter by twos. What do you do? We skip counter by twos. Let's do it again. Are you ready? 2, 4, 6, and 8. 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. Skip count by twos. Let's do three. Six. We skip counted by threes. Gee, we skip counted by threes. Let's do it again. Three, six, nine, and twelve. 
All right, go ahead and keep talking. Well, I was saying what's hard about doing the kind of job you're doing is that sometimes you don't get precise communication from the people that you're trying to do work for. Yeah. And without adequate communication, and I'm not saying an abundance of communication, I'm just saying adequate communication where where you get the details that you need um like who the audience is and and you know kind of the feel they want if you don't get that kind of communication it's really hard to do the job the way they want yeah and you know i guess that's how it is with life we've talked about communication with our during our podcast so many times that Like any kind of relationship, whether it's a business relationship or a family relationship, um, you need to communicate and communicate well. And that's a challenge sometimes. Well, Mm -hmm. I need to communicate. Yes. Thank you, dear. Okay. All that to say, just, you know. We need need prayer for work again. Rick had pretty steady work for several weeks. I have another few things yeah i'm gonna be working for stefan and doing some stuff for him and then i've got uh some more uh i can't say what they are but some more video game things mm-hmm. and then uh i don't know what from there I, oh yeah then i'm working on a video for a tourism council in mm-hmm. uh, on the gulf coast you're just waiting to get all the the information stuff. stuff. So it should be fun. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's everything. Um, anything else you want to say before we close? Well, just thankful that we had another week, got through another week. and. How can people get a hold of us? We did get a nice uh, letter from Greg. Yeah, that was fantastic. It was, it was really cool. I almost should, mm-hmm. I should have read it today. Well, I yeah, I'm not sure because it, it really went with the podcast we did the week before. Yeah. Well, you so know, I'll, I'll save we, it. We may we actually someday tackle a little Some bit of, of stuff, the yeah. controversial subject. But yeah. um, the, the guy brought up in our podcast the last guy, week. The guy. The guy. Okay, Greg, what's his our name? Our friend Greg. No, not Greg. But the, oh, Eric Metaxas. Yeah, I, I yeah. wasn't sure I could say his name. Sorry. Right. Sorry, Greg. I got you guys confused there for a minute. <laughs> But but Greg made some really good comments about Eric's um, talk at I had the quite National a few people Day tell me. Prayer. I did. I we didn't hear from people for a long time, and I had a few people say they really enjoyed that. that I a, I think good, he he did uh, a speech. a very good job talking about controversial subjects in a, a non controversial way. Sure. So if that any of that made sense you'd have to listen go back and listen to the podcast it was an excerpt from the national prayer breakfast 2012 number 208 yeah on the taking with you podcast so on the stitcher if you want to get a hold of us please do just reach out and grab us you can get a hold of us at rick at takehimwithyou.com you just call or amy at takehimwithyou.com and you know wherever i am or you can get a hold of us on facebook i'll come running 
Yes, it, I it's will. It's facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you. Love getting your comments and your suggestions and just hearing from everyone. That, yeah. That if you really... feel like you want to help us, I just had to do a bunch of, uh, I had to pay money for a bunch of things for the podcast the other day. So if you want to help us with that, that would be really cool. Thank you to those of you that do uh, give mm-hmm. on a regular basis. We really appreciate it. If you want to, all you have to do is go to the website and click on the PayPal button and send a few bucks our way. And that would rock. Thank you. All right, go for it. Yes. Okay, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. Taking Review, a podcast full of nostalgia and advice. Well, we do nostalgia in the form of talking about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or coffee, then why don't you come and listen to us? We're called Waffle on Podcast, and you can find us at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or on our main website, which is waffleon.podbean.com. And we would be honoured if you join us.